Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 75 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everyone is well. And this week I am joined by Martin from Team Clam. This is the second time that Martin has joined me on the podcast. Uh, if you recall, he joined me last year to speak about his game Clam Man. And he has just released his new game, Clam Man 2, the prologue of Clam Man 2, called Clam Man Open Mic. So he talks about the aftermath of Clam Man, what his inspirations for Clam Man 2 were, why he changed the look and feel of Clam Man 2, and what benefits and challenges that he's facing now that he's working solo and a lot more besides so he again talks about his well his inspiration for writing comedy and uh, a lot that he we spoke about so really fun time talking to him so uh well without further ado here is my interview with martin from team clam please enjoy i am joined by martin for from team clam uh, this is part two of our <laughs> interview the sequel to our last interview because we we spoke now. It must have been about a year ago that we last spoke. So how how are you, Martin? I'm I'm good. All things considered, I'm I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, all to, all things considered, because a lot has happened uh, in the world since we last spoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've you've moved to Canada. I went to Canada for a few days, and then a lot of other things happened in the world of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Will, um, well, it's great to speak to you again because uh, you have, at the time of recording at least, you've just released a prologue to Clam Man, which we're going to talk about, and the sequel. I'm really looking forward to that. So um, if anybody is listening and you want to hear, first of all, more about Clam Man itself and more about Martin and your favorite games, you can check out the previous uh, interview that we did. But um, so we, we I, don't, I don't think we need to go into too much detail about the first Clam Man because we already did. And uh, anybody who listens to it knows that myself and Thomas really loved the game. And it was our actually comedy adventure game of the year 2019. So it was for us the funniest game. So uh, you did something, right? <laughs> yeah, that's did, did something. It's, it's, it's been interesting seeing uh, the, the aftermath of the game, like the... I think we passed the, the one year anniversary on, on uh, May the 23rd, I think. And uh, it was interesting looking back on it and just seeing that, well, first of all, it felt like, it feels like years ago now, obviously. It, and it feels, <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, and, and as with like most indie games, and especially debut titles, like you have that, those first few uh, months where it's, where it's uh, the visibility is high and then it, it's kind of it pops in and out of, of consciousness with with sales and stuff with regards to visibility and, and, and just how how it does commercially uh but i think honestly like seeing reviews and seeing uh, mentions of it pop up on the internet and on, on reddit and stuff that that has been the the nicest thing for me it's it's like going to a to uh 
point and click or indie subreddit and 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 someone will start a thread going like hey i'm looking for like comedy adventure games or short games like that and, and someone will be in the comments mentioning Clamman. and i'm thinking wow that's that's really nice that that, that feels that feels really weird for me but it's it's really really nice yeah uh, it, it must be yeah just um you know because uh it's when you know as you mentioned it must be really gratifying when you see other people when they recommend your game yeah. uh, to others <laughs> it's 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 bizarre really it's it's uh uh but then obviously you have you know you have the flip side of that when uh like obviously I, I i'm looking at the game now and i'm you know I, I i'm seeing all the problems all the issues all the little things that we didn't have time for the things we couldn't do uh and especially now working on on a sequel uh it, it feels really weird and I, I i look at uh, i look at how different they are like both visually and and and, and in general like tone and it, it feels strange. I, I'm not sure how I feel about the game right now, but I'm, I'm really happy that people are still finding it and, and people are still enjoying it. Yeah, no, I'm, de- I'm delighted to hear because as um, you know, I, I, I heard that from you know other developers or creators that they said, well, in this case, a game is never finished. You just have to put it out there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, exactly. <laughs> and I can I can imagine as the creator, you know, when you see it, you know, you mentioned the problems. Now, said myself and Thomas, we really enjoyed it. <laughs> but um, so so you mentioned then the aftermath. Now, obviously, I'm not going to ask you for exact figures, but it's um, you mentioned that you know in and out with visibility as well. Weren't you guys part of the was it the Scab bundle on itch.io as well? Yes, yes, we were actually. Yeah. With the comedy uh, games, did that uh, help at all with the visibility or with the it, it did. at all? Or? It did, and it, it felt like uh, it was fun being part of that bundle because uh, most of the games in it were, were or not most of them, but uh, a lot of them were were more like true, you know, hardcore uh, point and clicks, you know, with, with the puzzles and with the kind of the same kind of storytelling. Uh, and I think Climan benefits from being in that kind of. Um, in that kind of context, or in that in a, in a group of games that are slightly unlike it, because you you have uh, when you're playing a single adventure game, you might wanna you might wanna get a little bit of the puzzles, you might wanna get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, but in the sense of, of Clamman, with that, I feel like people could be playing through that bundle and they get to Clamman, and, it, and it's a little bit of a, like a, a a breather, you know, it's a like a, a game of, of fresh air for a moment until they go back into the harder like puzzling again. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, and and uh, the other games in that bundle were amazing, and and the all those developers are really really talented people doing a really really good job. So it, that was a lot of fun to be part of. Right, yeah, I'm just playing now one part of the bundle, which is yet another hero story, and I'm really enjoying it as well. Oh, yeah. It's uh, now as you mentioned, it it's different in a way because that's more a traditional point and click adventure mm-hmm. game with more challenging puzzles, mm-hmm. um, whereas Clan Man. It, as we spoke about focus as well on the on the on the plot and on the well on the humor and um although there were some you know again with, uh, when we were discussing this myself thomas that there's some interesting puzzles in Clamman that uh, which we spoke about as well that uh, you know so it's, it's not completely <laughs> that it you know going through <laughs> like, oh you do have to think it's <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there, um, there are a couple ones and it was mm. nice that you know the people looking for a more traditional game had a there was a little bit of something there for for them you know for some people they want more some people they want less but you know it, it, it there was yeah you're like you said there was a little bit a little bit in there yes of course it's um and how how did you 
how did you get together? Like, how did uh, you guys get together for that bundle? How did uh, you find out about it first? I don't remember who <laughs> reached out first. I remember I was asked to join uh, when, a, when a little bit of a group was already together. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I always think of him as, as Captain Disaster. Uh, yeah, Captain D, yes. Captain D, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think it was him. I'm not quite sure. I think he was the one who reached out to me. I was like, hey, if you want to be part of this, we're doing it. And and then uh, I think after I joined, only one or two more people joined in. Uh, so, so most of the group was there already. Yes, uh, I think I, I remember it was, it was uh, well, but let's just keep calling him Captain D. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because when, he came on the podcast uh, a while ago as well to talk about his games. And actually, I didn't know his real name until I started speaking to him. <laughs> <laughs> what is his real name? Because I don't know. I still don't know. Oh, I think it's Dave, I think. It's uh, oh, so Captain-, Captain Dave. <laughs> yes, Dave. Yes. <laughs> um, so no, yes. So that was a clamman with the one year then anniversary, and then you mentioned that the at the end of that game, uh, it's it said that clamman will return in the sequel. But you mentioned that that was there as a joke first, correct? Yeah, that was a complete joke. <laughs> that was just as a as a rip on. Uh, you know how Marvel movies yes. always have that thing at the end, like Captain America will return. Yeah, yes. Like that was literally uh, a 30-second brain fart for me putting together the the credits and being like, well, I the the track is is so and so long, and we have this and this many, uh, you know, slides for the credits. So I, I need something to cover up like the last few seconds, and it was like, oh, you know, why not? Clement who will return in Electric Blue. But then people saw that and they were like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what you do for the next one. And some people were, uh, you know, criticizing the game and saying, like, it's it's almost there, but it's just not doing the right thing. And I think the sequel can be great. And clearly they're working on one. And, you know, I'm, I'm reading these comments and I'm just <laughs> uh, uh, really worried because I, we had no idea where to take Clamman. I, I, I had no idea if I wanted to make another Clamman. And then I, I think I updated on, on the Steam page as well. I wrote uh, two pages of fake uh, dialogue for the start of Clan Man 2, uh, just to kind of mess with people, just as a, as a, <laughs> a joke. And then people were excited about that, <laughs> which is... Oh, you terrible. troll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that eventually it, it's, it turned out I just started making the, the second one. Yeah, it turned out to be a, a way to gauge interest, I suppose. That I, um, I mean, I suppose it would have been worse if people had said, oh, they're making a sequel. God, I really hope not. I really hope they don't <laughs> make one. <laughs> so so then you you started making a sequel then. Um, and that, to be fair as well, Clam Man, the first game, it had its own self-contained story and it was everything was more or less resolved then from what I remember. It didn't... There didn't seem to be any real cliffhanger that we were that was left dangling in front of us, and we still want to know more what, what happens. And we want to be with the character again. But um, so you just when did you decide that you were going to make a sequel? Then uh, I kind of uh, tricked myself into doing it. I guess <laughs> it was so. It was a it was a series of circumstances. The the first one was that uh, early this year I was replaying Fallout One and Two, uh, which. I, which are my personal favorites out of the Fallout games. 
the the you know the old school kind of isometric uh, uh, 2D 2D art style and 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 all of that and uh, at the, around the same time or over the the New Year's I'd been playing uh, Disco Elysium which mm, uh, you know, right. clearly is the, the <laughs> biggest influence on the game and uh, it was a question of I think it was initially me saying that, oh man, I really want to make like a Fallout type game, and I even had actually a, a version running uh, with the the same engine that that Clam uh, Clamman Two runs on, uh, the like the same systems, uh, but I had a Fallout One game kind of running in it with a simple character walking around and and, uh, and the dialogues with with other characters implemented, and uh, I think it was just the question of uh, me starting to think, you know, it'd be fun to make an isometric RPG. Uh, and then looking at, at how I was playing Fallout 1 and 2 and, and realizing that I was avoiding as much combat as possible. I think I did a run where I, I killed Gizmo, but that was about it. And that was only because I, I messed up, messed it up. So I, I, it, it was a question of me going, like, how can I make an isometric RPG without combat somehow? And then, you know, playing Disco Elysium, I mean, you're like, oh, you can make an isometric RPG without combat, and and people can actually like it. Uh, so for me, that was like, okay, like, I'm making an isometric RPG. I'm saying those words a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it was just a question of, of, you know, like, what do I make it about? And I think it was like, a couple of weeks of me trying to think of ideas, of brainstorming little scenarios, little stories. I think it was supposed to be like a political uh, thriller, or not thriller, but like an intrigue RPG where you play as an intern at, you know, legally distinct White House uh, and kind of align yourself with factions and kind of play people and pass bills and, and you know, bring coffee to, 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 to high tier politicians. Uh, but I, I, I didn't know where to go with that and where to take it. And I started writing bits for it. And I just didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't inspired. Um, so then I started thinking, you know, they always say, you know, uh, the old cliche of you write what you know and, and, and something that I care about a lot. And I think we, we discussed it in depth last time I was on the podcast, uh, just the ideas of comedy and, and schools of comedy and thoughts behind comedy and then how stand-up comedians act, how they tell jokes how you know and that kind of base question of what is funny and and how does funny work and i realized i had a lot that was very easy for me to write about because i i, I care about that a lot i watch tons of stand-up i used to do stand-up and and i just care about comedy in general uh so it was like okay well maybe something could stand up and then it was then i just started doodling little characters and i realized that i can't draw humans <laughs> I just can't, I, I cannot. I, I'm a terrible artist when it comes to drawing anything other than uh, goofy cartoon stuff. And and at that point, it was like, you know what? I'll, I'll do. I'm just gonna try doing a clam man sprite in isometric perspective and see how that looks and how that feels like. And then I had him running in the Fallout engine, or like the the fake Fallout engine. And at that point, seeing him walk around, you know, this, I, I think I shared a GIF of that way back of, of Clam Man in an isometric perspective walking around his apartment and, and I was looking at that I was going like Oof, I I might I kind of like this and I shared it on Twitter and, and a lot of people liked it so I kind of just kept going and I kept going and I kept going 
So it was never like a conscious decision that, okay, I'm making Clement. It was just like, I'm just, I'm just testing this out. I'm going to play around with this for a little bit. And then I started writing quests and then I started adding more stages and rooms and, and eventually it was just, it became a thing. So it, it, it kind of just ended up being Clement too. So li- little by little then. Yeah. Uh, so which is, again, it's great because you were gauging people's interest again with, um, you know, just starting with a GIF. And then it just from what you're saying. And again, it's um, if you're going to get inspiration, you might as well get inspiration from you know the best because I'm just playing Disco Elysium right now. That I'm recording myself, but oh, Thomas yeah. and Laura they they keep talking about it and they kept, yeah. you know, every so often when we're you know when we message each other on WhatsApp or you know wherever, and we go which games should we should should I play next? And the boat just go disco disco yeah. disco. So okay. <laughs> I will, and um, and so then, how has it worked? Because I know the last time you were on, I believe you said that your brother did he did he do the programming? Uh, he or he worked on it? Is he working on this game as well, or is it just you this time? So this time it's only me. Uh, okay. Not because of any like uh, any other any serious drama or falling out or anything. No falling out a, then. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's just a question of uh, like all three of us making climb one one we're doing very different things and we were moving on to different things like uh, my brother the programmer he he his job is literally making and curating memes now and doing video editing and wow. uh, yeah and he's been really successful at it which is bizarre to me that that's a job that you can have yeah that's a job now <laughs> yeah it's like i make fun of him all the time but he makes more money uh than I mean that make more makes more money than any of the jobs I've had, and he's watching YouTube uh, for a living. And it's it's fair, it's fair really enough. Funny. I mean, but, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't fault that. And uh, uh, Maddie, who did the background arts and the colors in the first one, she's uh, she's moved on to animation at this point. So it was just a question of you know we were all in three different countries now, and we were all doing like vastly different things, uh, and that coupled with the fact that you know. I didn't set out to make Clement. I just started playing around and making things. Uh, so it just ended up being me doing everything and, and kind of figuring everything out. And I, I, I think like between Clamman one and, and me starting Clamman two, I, I think I've improved a lot as a as a writer, as an artist, and as a programmer. So I could I kind of could do that. And it's 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 a lot. It's also uh, solo development is is a lot faster. Than group development in some cases in in a strange way because you know exactly what you're doing all the time and you know exactly what needs to be doing there's no communication at all you know it's it's just everything is money in my head and in my notes so, right yeah, it's, yes it's a lot faster i imagine as you mentioned then yeah you yeah. um so, so team clam has become clam man then yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much that's why the, the, the intro to, to open mic says uh, Marafras slash Clapman, and Marafras is just a handle that I usually uh, use on, on online stuff and that I used on Itch as well for my other other games. So it, it, it's just, it's it's like a mix now. Yes, we didn't talk about that actually. I, I believe the last time you were on, it was before you released your other game um, because you made a very, I, I'm not sure if we did talk about it, but I, I played it as well. I remember you made another game before we started working on Clamman 2, which was very, very, very different to okay. Clamman. <laughs> um, do, do you want to mention that very, very briefly? Because I would definitely recommend that people check it out. 
it's, yeah, it's it's. Uh, so I made a game called Abide with Me, which is about yes. uh, uh, miscommunication and about uh, not forgiving people and like resentment and and hate and 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 you know all all kinds of deep rooted uh, funny funny groovy things. Uh, <laughs> and I I kind of just did it. Uh, to prove to myself or like to 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 see if i could write dramatic stuff as well and i'm looking back on it now and obviously i feel like i could do it better if i if i tried again uh but it had a really good response it's only like a a 20 minute long game uh, with only two different scenes that kind of change but uh it was it was really really uh, uh big to me as honestly like the last year i've i've gotten more emails and more messages about abide with me than i got about clam and i think even of, of wow. people reaching saying that like hey uh, like this game really struck something in me because it's it's something mm. it's about uh you know fee- how it's about like how if you can feel valid and feeling angry and feeling upset and not wanting to forgive and i think a lot of people can relate to that because media and, and films and games in general tell you stories about yeah you know it usually always ends up with uh, person A forgiving person B and they both grow, you know. But abide with right. me to subvert that and be like, uh, yeah, no, people are bitter and it's okay to be bitter and it's a like okay to be mad, kind of. Uh, so yeah, that was a lot of I, I was gonna say a lot of fun, but it was really interesting, <laughs> a really rewarding experience to have people email me from all over the world saying like, telling me their life stories and and, and yeah. That was, that wow. Was no, c- congratulations. I mean, it was very interesting as you say it's a 20 minute game but again you tell a story in those 20 minutes and then without spoiling anything it does change like it's the same scene but different yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's a very minor change but it, it changes a lot like in the context yes and no i remember i was playing it and i was like oh what because the first one i was playing it i was like okay yeah i can see why this is good and then the second scene i was like oh this is why people are talking about it right um but yeah no it, it was you know very very different, very dramatic. And as he said, um, I, I hope this wasn't based on any true story or any. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was my, just your imagination. <laughs> it, it was funny. My 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 mom actually uh, called me about the game. <laughs> she was like, you know, like in a very very wonderful way that in, in the way that she is is, and then said that if if this is like we appreciate if if this is how you feel, like I I I, I think that's good, and I think you should tell that. I said, Mom, no, don't worry. It's not about you and Dad. Like, really, don't worry. But I was really, really touched by her reaction to it. Oh, that that, that was very uh, accepting of your mother. Because if, yeah. if I wrote something like that, and if it was about, you know, son and say, his parents, and my parents found out, I think they would be very concerned. They would be like, sure, sure. What, well, what have we ever done to you? What we... <laughs> because we spoke as well in last time how about clam man about how you wanted to make a game that your mother uh yeah. would play or that so she played the two games and did she she played abide with me and clam man did she or she uh, found out about them she she tried playing clam man but she she doesn't do uh technology or video games well right but she did uh but but there there have been some fantastic videos of people streaming and 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 making youtube videos of the game uh for, Really, really, uh, really, really nice content, and, and uh, she's been able to watch those. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a really fun way of me uh, for me to to share uh, to share with with uh, people in my life who don't play video games, essentially. 
Right, and two very different kinds of games then as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, um, and then you're back then to... So then Abide With Me, it's on itch.io, correct? So I don't want to say too much about it in case I spoil anything. And it's, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of hinges on that. But yeah, it, it, I think mm. it's... It's yeah, you can just look for Abide with me. It's 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 one of the it's funnily enough, it's one of the the, the higher picks for psychological horror, which is really funny to me. <laughs> but it, it, I guess it fits. I suppose, yeah. I mean <laughs> definitely psychological, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then it's um but no that that's great. And then it's uh, so that's available on itch.io as well. I'll, I'll try and add a link to the in the show notes as well. And um but then back to comedy, uh right. with Clam Man. So then the second game um, is uh, so then you you started making Clam Man 2, but now I believe you're uh, there is two games as such. So you're releasing, or you just released at the time of recording um, Clam Man 2 Prologue, and then a full game is going to be made later. That's correct, yes? Before I... Uh, yeah, the, the, so the thing is it, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's Clam Man Open Mic and Clam Man Headliner, and it, it's I'm not quite sure about the names. I might be changing them in the future because it might be a little confusing. But essentially, Clamman Open Mic is the first day from Clamman Headliner. So Clamman Headliner will include Open Mic uh, in the end. Okay. So what what can you tell us then? Um, well, first of all, about Clamman to Open Mic. So where do we find Clamman now after the event of the first game? <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty much a, a, I think it's four years after the first one. Uh, and hardly anything has changed for Clamman. His life is a little bit less of a mess, I guess. He's not fired this time. Uh, <laughs> the, the game essentially starts with uh, you, uh, the, the players, getting familiar with uh, them working at at Clamman, at at, at Clamman at Snaggy Bay Prime Bay, uh, the company you worked for the first game. Uh, but he's got a, like a slight promotion, uh, and. Uh, uh, Pete, who was uh, one of the major characters in the first one, is still the CEO of that company, uh, <laughs> and which, which you know, has a bunch of strange connotations. Uh, and essentially, they uh, Pete together with Clamman, they discover this uh, underground comedy club, and uh, Pete, kind of to uh, alleviate some of his boredom, is, is really excited, and and Clamman gets really gets uh, kind of strong-armed into performing stand-up for these people, for breaking into the club. Uh, and that kind of sets you on this past path to become a stand-up comedian. And you're not fired, you get you get, you get get the week off, basically, <laughs> uh, this time. So it's a slightly more positive note. Uh, but yeah, but, and after that, it's just, it's, it's basically building your repertoire and just interacting with people and gathering materials for jokes and then culminates with a uh, with the opening night at the Poseidon, uh, the comedy club, they stumble upon. Nice. So, so yeah. So then you, so you get the jokes then by talk by exploring and talking to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the idea is kind of okay. Uh, it, it's kind of it, it just kind of came from uh, me trying to think of uh, jokes in Clan Man One and then. And for stand-up in general, where it's 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 so hard to write jokes when you're not doing anything. Like you kind of have to go out and look at things and see things and watch things and listen and read things, and then in as a response to those, you kind of figure out jokes. You know, like you can point at something and laugh. Uh, so that became kind of the 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 idea for 
for how the jokes work in Clamance. So essentially, you can have you'll interact with a character, and they'll ask you to do something, or they'll ask you to help you out with something, and and you can do that. And I'm I'm trying to have every quest to give every quest like multiple different endings. So so it actually does feel like a, a role playing game or an RPG light at the very least. Uh, so if someone asks you to, uh, there's a quest about moving a truck, for example, like th that's basically the whole quest. A, a guy is stuck in traffic and wants you to move a truck. And you can move that truck any number of ways. And depending on which way uh, you succeed at that quest, you get a joke about that. So if you, you know, if you use deduction and logic and science to move the truck, you're going to get a joke about uh, science. And if you, you know, if you move the truck by you know, punching and threatening and slapping the, the the truck driver, you're gonna get a joke about how much of a cool big guy deal you are. So that that's kind of the the, the point here is to have to give to give the player different outcomes depending on what the quests are and different jokes depending on those outcomes. Okay, interesting. So it seems like it's so, so again uh, the way that you. Uh, resolve the puzzles then so that's kind of like character building like stat building in a way then it sounds like yeah, a little um, bit. yeah it's yeah the, the game isn't you have four uh, base stats uh you have aqua dynamics which is anything physical you have improv which is your you know your ability to think on the spot uh you have deduction which is you know your your logic your your math uh your perception uh and then you have self-awareness which is a slightly different stat which is just uh, either like how neurotic you are or how you know ig how blissfully ignorant you are of of other people's feelings <laughs> uh, <laughs> i guess uh and, and those then in turn affect how you can interact with people and, and what solutions you can do uh to finish quests interesting okay and then coming up with um the joke so then you mentioned that with the different types of well, characteristics and you have different jokes that you would tell then on in the stand-up uh, how did you yourself come up with these jokes then yourself did you have to i mean presume before covid before presumably <laughs> did you go out yourself and did you um did you then get inspiration or did you come up with them i don't know different ways or just yourself coming up with these jokes or uh it was most of these jokes were just me you know pulling my hair out <laughs> what the quest was and what you were doing in the quest and trying to think of like what's funny about this and trying to put myself in that situation uh and it's 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 interesting because it's it's sort of um, uh, I, i've kind of put myself in a bad spot especially with the quest and in open mic where it's I think of the quests first, like what would be fun. I have a list of like 50 or so quests that I want to do for the full game. And they're, they're you know, it's stuff like, uh, uh, like get yourself tested for allergies, uh, lie to children, uh, argue <laughs> online, uh, start streaming, uh, get political. Like it's like very sort of vague things that I think are, are just funny ideas for quests that make no sense. Like it, you know, there, there's no huge, uh, huge backstory to them. Like you're just, you're just gonna get political. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then when I've written the quests, like that's usually when I realize, like shit, I have, I'm gonna have to joke about this now. I'm gonna have to think about funny jokes for this and that. Uh, 
and and sometimes that's easier sometimes that harder but but yet yeah, a lot of it is just me walking back and forth in the apartment trying to think <laughs> of you know what's funny about this how can i spin this you know it, it's really interesting because all the jokes have uh a lot of the jokes have different variations so that the way a joke works is that it's it's based on one of your four stats so if it's an aquadynamics based joke uh when you tell the joke you're going to have to do a, a, an aquadynamics dice roll which is going to be easier depending on the higher, you know, awkward dynamics you have. Uh, so it's your interest, you know, to to gather jokes that that fit with your stats for okay. like a, a better success. And the thing is that when you succeed a joke, I've I've tried to keep to give mul- multiple different options about what you want to joke about. Uh, so that they're they're like uh, one to three like full on like stand up bits for for all the success uh, sides of the jokes. But then there's the failure side of the jokes, uh, which are a lot more fun for me to write, uh, because then you can have then then I can just go crazy and, and just I don't have to worry about writing an objectively funny joke or like writing a joke that would work in stand up. I can just write something that works in a video game. And and that's a lot more fun because then I can be uh, I, I think there's a point where you like the science joke I mentioned earlier, if you fail that. Uh, your inner self basically responds with, you know, we can't come up with anything funny about this, so that must mean that science is bullshit. And then <laughs> essentially you, you go through an internal monologue where you have to figure out, like, why do I think science is bad? Or you can just full on go like, yeah, science is stupid and I don't like it. and and Or, or just backpedal and, like, talk back to the audience and be like, science is stupid, uh, you know, you shouldn't vaccinate yourself. Uh, that kind of thing, and th- those are a lot more fun for me to write because they can get a lot weirder, and they're also a lot easier to make fun because uh, it's it's sort of you're joking about the context. You don't have to joke about an actual thing that would work as a stand-up bit. Right. So it sounds like it would be would be fun when you don't succeed with a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that's that's what I've been telling people who play it, like uh, who are like, when can I save before the stand-up performances so I do well? And it's like, no, you don't. You kind of don't want to, like. Like, like if you fail a joke, you, oftentimes that joke is funnier than the one you would have gotten if you succeeded the joke. Because, you know, it's that it's the whole thing with comedy and, and, and telling jokes and that kind of expectation. If someone says they're going to tell a joke, you're aware that they're going to tell a joke and you're going to be expecting it to be funny. Mm. And 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 then your your expectations are completely different. So you are far more critical than you are to something that it just suddenly emerges as funny. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 there's a huge difference there. So setting yourself up to be like, okay, here's a joke. It's it's a lot harder. It's a lot like you're under a lot of scrutiny. Yes, yes. No, d- definitely. I mean, I've never done stand up. I'm sure people listening to podcasts will be glad to hear that <laughs> or understand why. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and you mentioned then as well that you know in succeeding and so 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 I imagine then that Clam Man could then become the joke in a way that you yeah. know and how he tries to get himself out of the of the situation. Were there any? Uh, comedy inspirations or or any from any I don't know TV series or sitcoms like it or just it, did it just is that the way he became? Uh, it's I think Clamon is uh, he he has a lot more variation in, in this one as in you can actually play him very differently than how he was in the first game where he had kind of a set personality uh, and and I think in in the sequel you kind of you can you can kind of taking in in a multiple different directions. I think they're all still clam, but they're they're a bit more 
uh, they're a bit more different. Like you, you can be mean to children, essentially, with, with the right stats. Uh, and, uh, and as such, I think there was no real inspiration from any one particular place uh, with regards to, to comedy and, and such. I, I think there's a little bit of a, uh, a subconscious inspiration for a lot of the jokes uh, with one of the characters, for example, who uh, is a lot like Stephen Wright, as in it's a lot of dry, like observational or like wordplay uh, and, and like one-liners kind of thing. So there, there are characters that correspond to comedians that I like personally. Uh, so like Al, who I mentioned, corresponds to Stephen Wright a lot. Uh, Edna corresponds a lot to Eddie Izzard. Uh, Clayton corresponds a lot to uh, physical comedians like uh, either Jim Carrey or Buster Keaton or, or like that, that kind of that kind of uh, thing. But in general, I think a lot of the comedy in the games comes uh, game comes from interactions between you and yourself uh, in the sense that it's it's uh, so it's, basically oftentimes when you when you talk about things or when there's narration in the game uh, the, there's no narrator it's it's the person speaking is titled yourself so you're kind of uh, talking to this other part of yourself and, and you you know whenever you're thinking about the game or you're thinking about how characters work or or you want to get like clear narration and uh, it's yourself speaking, and a lot of the comedy in games in the games uh, comes from that, from those interactions. Because I realized as I was writing you and yourself, it's it it becomes uh, a, a question of yourself essentially being me, as in me making the game. So there's a lot of of uh, uh, jokes deriving from that of, of me making fun of you for failing a check, or uh, or uh, me. Uh, calling you out when you are mean to children, for example, uh, and, and just in general giving you the options to be weird, I guess. It's, it's uh, uh, yeah, it, it kind of it, it has the, the same comedy that I, I really like uh, that emerges from playing tabletop RPGs like Dungeons & Dragons or, or Fallout PMP or, or anything like that uh, where you kind of have you kind of spin on things. It's that typical thing, you know, when uh, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you roll a, a critical failure and the dungeon master will come up with some absurd and, and hilarious way that you fail. And it, it's a lot of the comedy derives from that, I think. Nice. Okay. And, and then, and then yeah, cause uh, you mentioned then as well, it's got the comedies about yourself um, or, or you, you know, poking fun at the character in the game, and from at least from the screenshots, the the dialogue, uh, the way it appears, um, is it similar in a way to Disco Elysium? The way it appears, at least, is, was that one of the um, inspirations? Uh, yes. Or... <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think I, I think that's one of the things I'm worried about with the game is is people <laughs> seeing the screenshots and being like, oh, this is a Disco Elysium ripoff. Uh, and I've, I've already been told that in, in, in a number of, of comments that, oh, like, oh, you're stealing from Disco Elysium, or this is just uh, a lesser Disco Elysium. And, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> uh, but, but it's, yeah, but it's, it's to be expected, and, and, and you know, people, people are going to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, the, the thing is that the UI in Disco Elysium is fantastic. And, mm. and, and the thing is, uh, me playing Disco Elysium... Uh, when you finish that, you'll you'll know like how 
how lengthy that game is and how insane the amount of writing is in that game. Mm. Uh, and and the way the writing is 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 framed is this text box on the right that looks like almost like a Twitter feed. Yes, uh, yes. It, it scrolls <laughs> upwards and the lines are short and uh, the and it's always prefaced by the speaking character. And for me playing that game, uh, that was such a breath, breath of fresh air because a lot of RPGs nowadays has still do the, the, the full bottom of the screen subtitle. So it's one long line. Mm. And that's far less legible and, and accessible I know for me, at least. Uh, so, so playing this goal is an experience, experiencing that and realizing that I've read like a million words of dialogue, no problem, just because of the way it was framed. It, it seemed like a stupid idea for me to, to go back to any other text box. Like it was just a, a clear, uh, it was such an obvious choice to go with that kind of top-down, on-the-right scroll, like Twitter feed dialogues. Like because it's it's just so much easier to read and so so legible. So it's I yes, mean I, yeah. I'll take I'll take the comparisons I'll take the critique <laughs> but like for me it, it just makes the game so much more readable. So I'm, I'm I, there was no way I'm not doing that. No, I, I I agree entirely with you because it doesn't hurt the eyes and it it doesn't it also doesn't interfere with the screen. You know it doesn't yeah. it's not in the way of the action. It's not in the way of the screen that it's off to the side. Uh, because a lot of times with that, with subtitles that they sometimes get in the way, right? They're either too big or they're too small. But this this seems to be, you know, this you know, I mean, there's no right way, but it seems to be, as you mentioned, it's legible, it's easy to read, and you can still focus on what's happening as well. Yes, exactly. So, um, no, that that's great. And then with the humor itself, we spoke a little bit about that, you know, being mean to children and the character of Clam Man, how you can decide. And the last time we spoke, we spoke in detail about uh, the humor and the types of comedy you were going for in Clam Man. That is the type of game that you wanted, shall I say, your mother to be able to play. That we spoke about it was mostly, you know, clean humor, very witty, very funny, but it didn't have, you know, like, shall we say, dirty jokes. I mean, I'm not nothing against them, but you know, for, for me, it seems to be more difficult, yeah. um, you know, to have, you know, good, clean humor that that's funny, that works. Or um, So in this game, then, what was your approach to the humor and the comedy in this game? Was it similar to, to Clam Man 1 or were you going to do anything different with the comedy or with the type of humor in the game? Um, so it, it's it's tough, right? Because it's... Uh, if you look at some of the most popular comedians today, uh, especially on the internet, uh, a lot of it is is very crude. Oh, sorry. Uh, a, a lot of it is very crude, and it, a lot of it is very kind of aggressive and kind of uh, you know uh, uh, punching comedy. You know, you have comedians like uh, Bill Burr, for example, who's who's huge on the internet and has a very sort of uh, like gung ho aggressive style um, so it's it's hard and, and and very few comedians that are popular have that kind of gentle comedy you know like uh, like Seinfeld had mm. uh, so it, it's I think it was a, a, a an early decision to be like okay this game is going to be a little bit more mature in the sense that it's it's going to be it's going to have swears it's going to have a little bit of like a 
uh, some some like slightly more questionable jokes that wouldn't have been in Clan Band One. Uh, essentially, uh, like for example, there's one there's one joke about honesty, uh, like being honest to children. And if you fail that, one of the options you can do is uh, is say that like I, I would love to open up a child and see where inside the, the where the honesty is stored inside. And the audience obviously hate that. They they recoil <laughs> like what's wrong with you? And you can respond to that like oh come on, we've all thought about it. And, and like, like uh, there are some jokes like that, and especially when you have a stat that's low self-awareness, uh, you know, you can be meaner, you can be more aggressive, you can be a little like ruder to people. Uh, so there, there is that, and 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 there's also like the, the very basic thing of, of Clan Man One didn't have any profanity in it. Uh, Clan Man Two does, and at, at some point it does a lot, but I don't think I'm using it excessively. It, it's mainly when when the comedic effect was was too good to pass up uh, like so, sometimes it's just it's just funny with a with a well placed swear there there's a point where you can i i don't remember the uh what the context is exactly but i know there's a joke in there somewhere about uh you saying that you want to do something stupid and yourself responding with like why would you do that like that's a that's a stupid thing uh, and you can respond to yourself with, uh, "I uh, fuck you, me, I win," and <laughs> like like those kinds of jokes were too good to not like for me. I I think those are really funny and those are too good for me to to pass up doing. Uh, so there there is a little bit of that and there's a little bit of a change in the comedy. Sometimes a swear is just too funny to not have in there, and I I think also it's it's something that's different in Clan Man too, and I think a lot of people have reacted very in a very surprised way uh, was that there are quests in the game that are really quite sad. <laughs> there are characters that are really like not happy with things. And, and uh, if you remember uh, Martin, the Marlin from the rope and knot shop from the first game. Yes. Yes. Uh, he, he's back. <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the music still, but yeah, uh, he, he's back and, and he, uh, and he's really depressed, honestly. Like he's just down. And I, I, I it was funny because I was watching a streamer play the game, and I was, I was, uh, and I was watching them play through those sequences, and I'm like, like, wow, there are parts of this game that are actually kind of depressing. <laughs> I guess, like, uh, but, but the thing is, like, the 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 character himself can be depressing and sad, but. Like the comedy in those instances comes from the way you can respond, right? So it, you know, someone can be really wholesome and really uh, honest and, and pure with you, and you can respond to that in the most stupid, like mean, or or just ridiculously dumb way. And I think that's one of the the, the types of jokes I enjoy doing the most in the game, where it's like the joke isn't necessary. Like, firstly, you're you're letting the player be the funny person by giving them the option to say the funny things so the the joke isn't i pick that option and i get a joke in response the joke is oh that's one of the options like what the hell <laughs> uh and i really enjoy doing those like the the kind of where it's it's you're, you're going to do public speaking in the game at some point and if you have high enough self-awareness you can faint uh to get to try to get out of it and and it doesn't matter if people do it or not. There's a big thing if if you do it, but uh, if you do it or not, it's still funny to see that pop up to be like I faint, 
and it's like what like why would you be able to do that and and, and you can kind of chuckle to yourself and laugh about that uh, so yeah like just juxtaposing those kind of jokes with like some actually genuinely sad stuff is is really fun to me to kind of go back and forth and kind of play with the emotions and in general like the game has a lot more narration and a lot more like descriptive uh, lines as well so you know you'll have uh, the shopkeeper is fiddling away on his phone and he notices you approach and he looks up and says hey man instead of just you know hey man so there's a lot <laughs> more like that kind of uh that, that kind of extra dialogue that, that 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 let you be a little bit more of the the, the wild card in a in a straighter world so to speak cool um yeah no look forward to to seeing that then in the game and then it sounds like there's uh, you know, you mentioned that there are different options you can do. It sounds like there that there's a lot of replayability in the game. Then uh, I've I've done my best. Like I, I tried really <laughs> hard to to make sure that every run has different things. So every quest in the game right now has at least two endings. Uh, some of them have three. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's really I, I like it, it's hard it's hard for me to call the game an RPG just like that because it doesn't have combat and it doesn't have a lot of the things that many RPGs have uh, and I, I, I'm already getting a lot of, 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 of shit from people for saying like this isn't a real RPG this is an adventure game with this and that and I originally called the game an RPG light but you, know, you can't you can't please everyone and it's I figure it's, yeah. it, is, it is basically an RPG so I, I mean I'm not taking anything away from other RPGs by calling it that Uh but yeah, so that's one of the things that I really wanted to do is to make sure that the choices matter. And if you play it again, you will see different things. Uh, so there are there are jokes and there are quest endings that you sometimes that you cannot see depending on your stats. Like sometimes you literally do not have enough stats to get a certain option to do in a certain quest. And and that's a lot of that's a lot of fun for me, as well as just in in general having these kind of locked uh, options in dialogue that that only appear if you have above or below a certain amount of, of, of stat. So that, that's why generally I recommend people to play the game with either the highest possible self-awareness or the lowest possible self-awareness because you get very different things depending on which. But then, you know, it's, it's also, that means you're weaker when it comes to improv and detection, which are pretty important for the jokes. So it's kind of playing it around. Like it's uh, the, the when, when you pick your stats at the beginning of the game and, and, uh, and self-awareness explained. Uh, it basically tells you that any any balanced human or any balanced person is going to be between 40 and 60. But you know why is that's not fun? So you know go below 30, <laughs> go above 70, and and see you know, what kind of weird stuff happens. Oh, good good advice. I'll be sure to do that then. <laughs> and, and, and so, so how, do you know how long more or less it might take to go one playthrough? So is it like a Disco Elysium epic 40 hours or, or slightly less? <laughs> uh, so it, it's uh, it's funny. I, I, I watched a streamer play through the entire game uh, the other day, and for him it took five hours to go through the, the, oh, the not bad. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, that's longer than I thought it would be, but obviously, you know, he's reading every line out loud. Uh, but I, I would wager that for the regular playthrough, it's anywhere from between an hour and three hours for one playthrough of, of open mic. Uh, so okay. then the, the idea is that, uh, you know, that, that the full game is going to be five or six times longer than that. Uh, and, and hopefully have as much, uh, uh, 
variants and, and changes depending on stats as the the first as open mic has right now uh so yeah i'm, I'm I, I think there's a lot of replayability and if you want to see everything that is in that's an open mic i think you have to do at least uh four or five optimized playthroughs like to, to cool. see all see all the options and all the jokes that are in the game and even then like failing and, and losing jokes if you want to see all of that that's still oh boy that's like uh 22 there's like 25 different uh joke bits depending on what you pick and and, and 25 or 30 different failed bits but, uh, depending on uh, how the jokes go i mean i'm sure there will be people who'll be doing that we'll be playing it again <laughs> and again to try and get everything in <laughs> yeah um so this so this is open mic, which is the prologue, which is free, which is um, going. Well, time uh, this episode goes out, it will be free. Uh, it'll be out on Steam, and then the next, uh, the full game was Headliner. Um, so this is a. Uh, you mentioned it's going to be longer as well. So this is. Is he still? Do you have the story worked out, or are you still working on the game now as we speak? Are you still working on the story and everything? Uh, I, yeah, I am. the 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 way it's it's planned out right now is uh, that every day kind of ha kind of deals with a certain thing. So it'll be centered around. It's almost like episodes of a TV show. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, one uh, one day you might you know be about doing corporate gigs. So you might be at a you know at a garden party for a major corporation uh, in front of people who don't want to be there and don't want to laugh at your jokes. Uh, and and another episode or like another day might be that you you go to this podcast thing and, and then ideally all of these uh days are going to have uh different jokes and different quests and, and different things that you can do to kind of collect the amount of jokes that you need uh so yeah there there is a bit of a there there is a there is a text file on my computer with the story uh, as it's supposed to be, but it's it's very open for change. And again, it's it's, it's it depends a lot on how, what people think of open mic, and and how people respond to it. And so far, uh, the response has been really good. Uh, like I soft launched uh, open mic on itch, and it's and and people are really liking it so far, which is 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 absolutely wonderful to me. Oh, that's that's great to hear. And um, so, did, any particular podcasts in mind that he goes on, like any adventure game podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, 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 we'll see. Maybe I'll, you know, add in a little bit of a cameo. It's a lot of fun for me to be like, even if it's only one person that I know is going to play the game, to hide that one little thing for that person. <laughs> Uh, I know I did that with Clan Man One. There's a bunch of references to specific people and specific communities that I'm like, I'm hiding this here and there, but just just for you guys. Nobody else is gonna get this joke. This is just for you. <laughs> my game. <laughs> so yeah. And I thought that, that's always nice when you know when you you get a reference and it's like, oh, was was that for me? Was that uh, <laughs> maybe myself and five other people would get it. <laughs> Uh, well, well, I look, I look forward forward to to playing it then. And any idea of a release date for the full game? Or are you still? Were, so I mean, it, we still still are now working on the pilot or on the uh, prologue. Uh, so the prologue right now is I, I've gotten a lot of uh, bug reports and stuff uh, at the the first couple of days, but most of it seems to be ironed out and fixed right now. So uh, right now I'm just kind of keeping my eye open and and. And answering questions and answering emails and, and fixing minor things that people report in. Uh, so I'm not, 
it's it's pretty much done. I'm just waiting to to release it. Uh, and then when that release uh, goes through on Steam, I think that's when I'll see the the a large scale audience responding to it and and reacting to it and see what they feel like. And then you know depending on that, uh, see if there's see what the interest is. You know see if I get wish lists on it and then take that information to either a publisher or a crowdfunding. Uh, campaign and try to work out like how to finance this full thing because the open mic is like i said it's, it's anywhere from between one hour to five hours long uh on your first playthrough and and it's it took me about five or six months to make uh and that's with you know designing every system designing the the how the engine works uh, how you interact with people uh working up the ui and everything so right now it's just basically uh, drawing and writing, which is kind of kind of kind of nice in a way. So I don't know. Right. It, it, it's hard to say. I, I I would like to finish it as soon as possible, obviously. But <laughs> we'll see if if I can start making like a day, an in-game day, in three or four months, then that's a year, a year and a half, maybe. It's 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 okay. really hard to say right now. It's it's. Right. I mean, yeah, no, that's. It, <laughs> it's also one of those games that could technically work. Uh, as an episodic formula, release. Yeah, that, like that's one. what I was going to ask you. Yeah, uh, that that would be a thing. It's just a question of keeping continuity on my end and keep making sure the the stats and the saves and the the choices are saved in between. But it might be possible. I'm not quite sure. Uh, we'll see. I, I generally prefer full releases for games, mm. so you can play them all at once. Okay. But, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, and then we we spoke again to before we finished. Then um, to, to mention that this this is isometric because you played Disco Elysium and Fallout. Then, and what what is it like for you then making this game in this way compared to how you made the first one? Uh, so, were there any challenges making this a game like look like uh, that looks like an isometric RPG, and or were there any benefits? Do you think that it uh, works? Or how well do you think this worked for the game compared to the previous way? Don't know if that question makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer this perspective a lot. Uh, like visually, I think it's a lot more appealing than the first game. And I'm looking at like backgrounds and, and, and art from the first game. And I'm like, like wow, did I, like we released that. <laughs> uh, comparing it, it looked to, like, that bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's but yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, you're critical to your own work, and and it's it's. Uh, I really prefer the look and the feel and the kind of exploration you get. Like Clamman One, if you remember, was pretty much worked on a on, on a you you moved on a line. There was no like 3D movement or up and down. There was just left and right, uh, which I don't think a lot of people really realized. But that's how the game worked. Like it was only a, it was a straight line that you could walk on. Uh, mm. And and making an isometric RPG is a lot more fun because there's a there's that added layer of of dimension and exploration uh so it's it's just it feels like a real world it feels more like a, a place that you are exploring uh and at the same time obviously since you are moving in uh on on two axes it's it's so many more bugs <laughs> it's so many more crashes and issues and and little weird things with with things not spawning in or, or you know rendering the character on top of of a building that they're standing behind or you know anything like that it's it's a it's it's a lot more of a challenge and it's a lot more of a uh animation wise it's a lot more work 
because Clamman, the original Clamman had his walking sprite was uh, six frames, I think, six or seven frames. Uh, the walking sprites for Clamman and, and Clamman 2 are uh, 28, I think. So it's like it's a huge jump because you're walking, you know, left, right, uh, up, left, up, right, down, left, down, right. Uh, so th there's a lot more work animation-wise uh, when you're working asymmetrically. It's a lot more work in general, but I think it pays off, and I think it looks a lot better. Cool, yeah. No, I mean, definitely, uh, Clement, to I see the screenshots, and I've seen some of the videos you uploaded, and it it does look beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And, and I think, it, from what I've seen as well, it suits kind of the world. It feels more... The world now seems more expansive. It feels bigger. Yeah, it feels like yeah. actual physical spaces, uh, which, is, which is a lot of fun. I, I, I actually, originally, uh, the, the apartment in Clan Man 2 was supposed to be a one-to-one -one of his apartment in Clan Man 1. Uh, but I realized like it didn't make any sense when you try to put that into a 3D space. It didn't look interesting at all. It, it just right. looked kind of strange and weird. So I, I, I completely reworked his apartment and, and implied that he had moved between games. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that works <laughs> better yeah, <right>. than <laughs> just as well. And um, and then I, I, I meant to ask you as well, in the first game, you uh, kind of gently poked fun at uh, adventure game or choice-based game mechanics that, you know, with some very important decisions you make with regards to dialogue and which vendor to <laughs> choose from. Is a similar kind of uh humor in second game like do, do you gently poke fun or maybe not so gently at uh, adventure games or rpgs or um, um or is there less of that in this game i think it's i think it's both a yes and no because there's there's less because i'm actually trying to do those things that i made fun of <laughs> in the first game uh, and, and i'm realizing you know how hard they are and and how they're how hard they are to pull off well um but I mean, I, I I always knew that it's it's a lot of work making games like that. So it's it's, uh, but it's also, it's it's making fun of game mechanics as well in the sense that it's making fun of uh, RPGs this time, I guess, and and some 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 basic presumptions we have about that genre. Uh, so uh, now and then you'll you'll get an option, or you'll you'll fail a joke, or you'll scale, fail a skill check, and and your punishment is saying something bad or saying something <laughs> stupid i guess and now and then you'll get an option to be like i don't want to say this like please don't make me say this <laughs> and, and you'll be like no i mean that's your punishment and uh i think there's a moment where if you have high enough improv you can tell pete about something and he'll ask you how did you know that and you can respond with i have high improv so it's you know it's a, there, there's a few of those jokes but i think in general it's a bit more the the, the comedy is a little different and in, in Clan Man 2. It's, it's, it's less making fun of things and it's more like making fun of you as you play it and making fun of, of how you act and, and what you choose to do, uh, I guess, I think. And there's a okay. lot of, like, there's a lot of writing in Open Mic. I think I, I, I posted it on Twitter as well. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's more than double the length of the script for Clan Man 1, like, already. Wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of dialogue uh, in this game. And that's just a prologue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it stresses me out thinking about like how much it's going to be for the full thing, but yeah, there you go. 
little by little. Yeah. <laughs> and and then for the second game, for the full game, then uh, do you plan on having any voice acting, or will it be similar to um, Clamman One? Where I mean, as I said, if Clamman worked well without voice acting, we're just curious if you plan on trying to get any uh, voice actors or. So the uh, open mic actually has partial voice acting right now. Oh, okay. Which is, which was huge for me, honestly. It, it was, I, I had no plans of doing it because I, I, I spoke to uh, Seb Burnett who made, uh, 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 what, I, for some reason I can't think of it, the Victorian uh, point and click. Uh, uh, is Bertram, it Bertram, Bertram, Bertram Fiddle. Fiddle, yes. yes. I still have to uh, play we, that game or those games, oh, rather. You should, they're, they're really nice. I really mm. like them. I've heard great things uh, about them. No, they're they're really nice. Uh, and I remember uh, asking him about how what it was like to, working with voice acting, and he said that it's it's rough. Like if it's your <laughs> first game, you do, it's a lot of extra work. Mm. Uh, and I, I I I think he's absolutely right about that. Uh, but in but for open mic, I think someone reached out to me and was like, "Hey, are you going to do voice acting for this?" And I was like. I don't know. I don't have the money. Like I don't have the, the, the time or the effort to do it. Uh, and then at some point, I just, for fun, I just put up like a Twitter casting call. It'll be like, like, hey, if you guys are interested in, in doing this, like reach out to me and let's talk about stuff. And I ended up finding a group of people that were really, really, uh, really, really good and really, really like uh, blew my expectations out of the water with what they could add to a character. And so I had a big old discussion with all of them and, be, and said, like, hey, this is a, a free prologue that I'm making. This is kind of gauge interest, interest, kind of build a budget, see if I, we can get funding for it. Uh, like, I don't have much of a budget. Can, what can we do here? And we kind of all talked together and, and we found a, a good way of doing it. And, and just thanks to these people being so accommodating and so understanding, we managed to get voice acting into the game. Uh, it's only partial like uh, in Pillars of Eternity or, or, uh, or Disco Elysium. So not every character is voiced, and the major mm. characters generally have five or six voiced lines uh, at the start of their conversations. Uh, but they add so much. Like, it, it, it's, it's such a huge difference. Uh, and I think I noticed that the first time I had multiple characters in one scene voice acted and talking to each other. And it all of a sudden, you know, it feels... It, it, it elevates the game. It becomes this... It, it it's it takes it a step up, you know, like it, it, it makes it feel far more premium uh, than it does without. Uh, but yeah, and, and most of the most of the dialogue isn't voiced, and I think that's fine as well because people read through that quickly and they would just skip through the voice lines anyway. Mm, right. Yes. But like getting those first few lines to get a feel for the character, how they sound, how they talk, it it does a lot. So I'm I'm really really happy to have voice acting in Open Mic and 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 I'm I'm definitely planning on having that in the final game as well oh cool well um congratulations on that so look forward to hearing how clam man sounds oh you can actually uh, actually you cannot hear clam man that's the one character you can oh right well everybody else everyone else <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't get jason bateman to do clam man so oh, what my, a shame. might as well not do it <laughs> exactly what a, what a shame <laughs> um well, I, I think that's all the questions that I that I have at, le- at least for now. So once again, so Clamman Two Open Mic is well, it'll be out now June from June nineteenth on Steam and out now on itch.io, and then you're working on Clamman Two Headliner. 
Um, is there is there anything else that you would like to mention or talk about before we finish? Anything that we haven't covered? Uh, I might be making a game in between. <laughs> oh. I, I oh. might be. <laughs> because you're, you're not busy enough, apparently, with this yeah. very long... <laughs> <laughs> game with all of this uh, huge amount of dialogue and, <laughs> and yeah it's I mean it, it, I, I well, kind would of this, would the, this the be by, by yourself or yes, by yes? okay with other yeah. people no yeah. by yourself yes I, yeah uh, I, I have been talking to some other people about a game that I want to make about uh, uh, called Pen and Seal which is about a seal that visits people and, and confronts them about their life of sin uh, which would be a lot of fun to write, just because of the name Pen and Seal is stupid. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I have an idea for a game that I really want to make, and the, there's this thing like I have about two weeks until, a uh, slightly less than two weeks until Clamant 2 comes out on Steam, and in between bug fixes and and such, I, I think it's a nice nice practice for me to to work on something else and kind of not get fatigued on clam mm. uh so yeah I, I might be making something else it might be a, a short it might be a shorter scale thing like abide with me and it's probably not going to be very funny but i'm another I, serious game another... Yeah, yeah. another one of full of death and morbid <laughs> horribleness so i can get that out and then get back to the goofy stupid shit that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'll be posting about that probably, in, in, depending on how it goes, depending on if I make it or not. But yeah, it's, it's early stages, but I would love to make make a micro game in between. So please don't get mad at me, anyone who's listening to this, for not focusing on Clan Mantua. Like, I need to make something else as well. <laughs> right, so you've done the comedy and then go back to this really <laughs> sadness inside. sad, depressing, <laughs> serious stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so this, how do how do you read? I mean, to be fair, twenty the way twenty twenty is going, it's like yeah, just get it out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, okay, well, look, I mean, I'll be playing it. I'll be playing whatever you put out. So, um, it's uh, uh, well, thank you very much, Martin uh, from Team Clam, which is now one Clam. <laughs> one Clam, yeah. Uh, just name it Clam. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still a team, right? <laughs> I was still working with the with the composer from the first game, so. Oh yes, so 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 the, so the music then is going to be well, it's uh, from the same composer then. Yes, it's uh, right now the, all the music in Open Mic is music from Clan Man One, but it's music that was very subtle and not used very much, so it it almost feels like a new score. Like a lot of people have played the game and been like, like wait, that that's from Clan One. I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. We'll, we'll see. I'm hoping to get a, a, like one or two extra tracks in the Steam version of, of Open Bike, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, I'll be uh, talking about Clam Man 2 as well, and any uh, if you have any news, any new games, I'll be talking about them as well on the podcast. So, um, well, no worries at all. I I look forward to to trying out Open Mic and being a stand-up comedian. Probably the closest <laughs> I ever will be to a stand-up comedian is through this game. Um, <laughs> But I'll, I'll see what it's like to fail as a stand-up comedian in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the central experience of starting out with stand-up, is just failing horribly. In front of so many other people. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, thank you very much, Martin. And the very best of luck then with, uh, with Clamman 2 and your other 
uh, very serious, depressing games that you, <laughs> that you make. I, I look forward to seeing what, what you do next. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's always fun to be back here. Oh, thank you very much. So that was my interview with Martin from Team Clam. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you once again to Martin for joining me. It's always a pleasure to speak to him, and I hope he joins me again very soon to talk about his full game, uh, Clam Man 2, when that's out. And so that's it for this week. Next week, I'll be joined once again by Thomas and Laura. Now, we we haven't yet finished uh, any adventure games in the last uh, week or so. So what we'll be doing instead is we'll be doing a The Last of Us Part 2 spoiler special episode. Uh, so it'll be Part 1 and Part 2, because the game is so big. We've split those into two episodes, so they'll be coming out next week. Now, again, if you haven't played, only listen to those episodes if you have completed The Last of Us Part 2, because there will be spoilers uh, in those episodes. So, um, and then we'll be back with reviews then afterwards, uh, later this month. So, uh, so until then, well, thanks for, thanks as always for joining me. So, uh, take care, everyone. Goodbye. So, if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or a adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you